Oh, do we need to do we need to press this coffee? Do it now. Oh, oh. I have this problem with French presses where they explode. <laughs> like I can't push it down. Uh, and then it You've done something wrong. I but I do it pretty consistently. Wow. Did yeah. it happen just then? Uh no, it was really smooth. Wow. Migsy, would you like a cup of coffee? Yes, please. Uh this is Jamie and Travis present dot dot dot. What do we call this one? Well, I think it's the person. Yeah. So and who's the person, Jamie? Although, and also, it's Death Wish Coffee again today. Oh, yeah. This coffee is hardcore. I like it. Um, today, a uh, good friend of mine, Migsy Pensano, is with us. Um, Migsy is a founding member of the 1491s, a Native American comedy troupe uh, that is hilarious, and you guys should check them out on the interwebs. They're all over the place. Also, they'll be performing in Missoula at the university. Yeah, at the UC Auditorium um, twel- on the 12th of November. Awesome. Uh, their show, it's sketch comedy. It is awesome. Uh, get the crowd involved. It's a really fun time. Highly recommend it. I just watched the uh, Indian Store video. Right on. Which is, is really good. It's pretty hilarious. Um, and, and sad. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so Migsy, and we don't even. I mean, I don't. I want to talk about whatever we talk about. But uh, this week was the Day of the Dead festival in Missoula, which had, uh, in the weeks leading up to it, attracted a lot of attention from people calling foul that this is uh, cultural appropriation. There's lots of chatter on social media and in the newspaper about how uh, these white people in Missoula have appropriated a f- Mexican festival that's millennia yeah. old. Uh, and some people were upset by it. Some people said, no, this is awesome. We're, we're honoring that <laughs> culture. Yeah. Uh, and... I think it's interesting, and it's like something I don't, I I guess I haven't thought a lot about. Also, being a white dude, uh, nobody wants to appropriate anything. I mean, I don't even know what culturally. I mean, I'm a wasp. Um, if people want to appropriate being passive aggressive, uh, having a hard time talking about your feelings, uh, and having uh, daddy issues, yeah, I guess I would. Nobody wants to appropriate but, that. But man, you could take it, yeah. So uh, it's a hard <laughs> conversation to have, but I know, uh, Migsy, you've thought about this stuff a lot. Yeah. And even got into a little bit of a war with Dan Brooks. <laughs> a war. It was like a. Uh, yeah, it was a conversation on, on Twitter. Um, his uh, The article that came out about it uh, said some really interesting things about, like, yeah, this is. Appropriation is wrong, but this is more sort of like evolution that this isn't, you know, um, that because uh, Day of the Dead was sort of co-opted by Spanish people that it wasn't like, you know, I mean, it, it was and that the Mexican aspect of it, it it, w- it evolved too, that it was okay for it to continue to evolve sort of, it, and that sort of felt like what it was, like sort of more like an evolution of of culture or of practice that rather than um rather than like you know this is appropriation or something like that that you know all 
all cultures, all sort of major cultures take into themselves, um, you know, things that from, from other cultures. So, you know, like the, the idea of the sort of Saturnalia Christmas thing that, you know, that it was sort of co-opted and, and, and brought into sort of the mainstream culture said that this is something that happens. And so, you know, it's, it was sort of okay, but, um, it struck sort of a weird chord that way, sort of towards the end of it. And that was sort of the point uh, of the end is that this is something that always happens. And, and, um, and that's, you know, I sort of thought to myself like, well, it's not always a good thing. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so, so I, I sort of said that this sounds like, um, uh, I think I said like white apologism on Twitter and the, but, and it got his attention. He was like, oh yeah, how's, how so? Like, what are you, what are you saying? And then we started a, a conversation, not necessarily a war, but uh, definitely a conversation on Twitter. And I said, you know, this is, I sort of gave my point. I said, this feels like, you know, and it reminded me, I didn't say this, this part on Twitter, but it reminded me of, and um, my girlfriend, April, you know, but about um, a lot of justification for sort of taking over America and like doing these like battles and wars and, and whatever and making their way West um, came out of this idea of like, well, the Indian in nowadays comes with like people say like, well, the Indians were warring with each other. Anyway, these nations and nation tribes, tribe, right. they were fighting each other. So we just joined in and we, and so, and like, it doesn't make genocide. Okay. <laughs> you know. So the idea that this is um, something that's going to happen anyway, and it happens this way, you know, it's like, it's, it gives sort of a weird shrug and it's, it hits a weird tone about the idea of appropriation. So, um, so yeah, I just said that and, and he was really receptive actually. He was like, well, what do you, you know, what do you think? How do you think, what do you think could work? And I said, you know, this is, there's a difference between evolution of culture, like, you know, the idea of what, uh, Christmas has become here, um, in America or Halloween or something like that. There's a difference between how that has grown, um, and just sort of taking and choosing, especially from sort of a dominant culture or a culture that doesn't understand what it's taking or choosing. Right. And there's a difference between grabbing, just grabbing and taking like, oh, I just like looking like sugar skulls or whatever, and actually understanding where these things come from. And a culture especially that still practices this, that it's alive and, and going. And um, so I said, the you know, outside of just stopping for a while, the the I think the way to fight that kind of appropriative thing and making sort of um, less of something that is very meaningful to people um, would be to have like an educational component throughout the day. Not just like this is how you draw skulls or whatever, but like this is where it comes from. This is where the tradition is. This is what it means. This is why it's sacred. This is why it's it means something to our culture. And have that be a component of the whole day. And then it can end in... Um, the parade and it can end in something like that's really positive. Um, and outside of that, if there's anybody from that community that knows that, that lives in town, that would be great. And not that it's on every person from a culture to be like the representative of the culture that they have to do that. But I mean, that's, I think that's the only way to go forward about it or just accept that like, maybe this is a little messed up and these things aren't for everyone. Um, I know that last year, April and I were in Butte and we saw they do the Chinese New Year thing there. And they, that's what they do. They have this whole like cultural component to it. And they have people come out. And the whole town then can join into this thing and not feel like, I don't know, they're just ripping off this like idea, the celebration from something else. Well, and the um, difference being that Butte has a history of immigrants. Yeah, and the community there, there. That's, that's there and involved in all this stuff. Yeah. Um, 
You went to the parade, Travis. I did. Uh, and I've gone to other Festival of the Dead or Day of the Dead parades. And uh, ours was... Uh, <clears throat> it's hard to say. It was... <clears throat> excuse me. It was strange. Yeah. Um, and I know all the drama leading up to it, which was mainly fueled by social media because in past years when social media wasn't the problem, like wasn't as prevalent, the parade went off as a celebration. Um, and I know they do, they do an educational aspect. At least they're supposed to be in the schools. Yeah. They're supposed to be having a little thing, but, uh, I don't know. Uh, I've seen the, <laughs> I've seen the intro to the James Bond movie with the day of the dead parade. <laughs> and I thought that looks awesome. That seems really important. Yeah. And and then through mass amounts of research, oh, this is really important. Uh ours seemed uh ours seemed like uh while while still great was uh I'm trying to I got I have to be nice because it's our friends. Yeah. That are doing this. But it's it seems more like our friends are the educated ones and everybody else is uh they paint their face. And, uh, um, I don't think anybody there is celebrating a dead person. Right. Which I think (laughs) is the main point. Yeah. The main point. And, uh, that wasn't happening. Uh, and I, and the Facebook thing also brought up the, uh, the same excuses I see for any appropriation, which is, well, food and music. We appropriate food all the time from every culture and we change it, and we make it ours, and and all that, and music. Well, there's there's fusions of music. There's this whole thing, and uh, I I I, I want to know how everybody feels about that argument because that's that's uh, I don't know that doesn't that's not offensive to me. Adding an avocado to something or putting <laughs> making like a Mexican pasta dish doesn't offend me, and I don't think it offends anybody. Yeah, uh, but taking something that is um, uh, mainly religious based and making it a party uh, that's so far removed from it was weird. It's just weird. Yeah. Um, and I think, I mean, I, cause I agree with you. I think generally the food, the food thing I put into a different category and in, in music as well, because I, food is, if it tastes good, it tastes good. And uh, whatever culture that has a food tradition has that tradition because they those foods were available in that area and these ways of cooking them made sense. Uh, and the world is smaller now. And man, if like kimchi rocks your socks, what, put it why, on a burger. M- yeah, I mean, why you can't blame someone for for doing it. Uh, Mingzi and I are having this conversation last night with his girlfriend April. Though there, it, it does get trickier though than when somebody is. Uh, profiteering off of it yeah yeah when you're labeling your restaurant as something that's authentic this or that and then you know you're making a bunch of money on it and it's not yeah necessarily you know you didn't grow up with this thing it's not um that that gets a little weird but that's you know and that's been changing though over the years too i think people are starting to recognize when things are authentic and when they're not i think that's you know um a shift that's happening i think sort of the the bigger part of when you're doing something that's like a celebration or you know, whether it's like parade or, or you're sitting there trying to do, you know, um, I don't know, like 
<laughs> selling like there was a guy in Sedona a few years back that used to do these like Native American sweat lodges and stuff, mm-hmm. and um, he didn't have like the the context that he didn't grow up with this stuff. He didn't know necessarily what he was doing. He sort of saw what a sweat lodge was, heard some things, learned a few things, but um, also didn't know how to do the ceremony properly. And people actually died, which was a little messed up. Whoa! People whoa. like you see, he used instead of you know something that breathes to make his his lodge. He made the he used these like plastic tarps, and so nothing oh, got man. out, and a bunch of people suffocated. Um, and uh, <sighs> so like you know, there's so that's like an extreme you know version of like what can happen when you don't know what the hell you're doing. Sure, but also the idea that this is something that um, like a you know you might want to do. Um, like a ceremony like that, like have a sweat lodge or do some, you know, whatever. And, um, there, there are reasons that things are the way they are. These are things that grew out of a culture and people understand them. And without that kind of understanding, um, one, it could, you know, you really throw off, I think your own sort of mojo, your own sort of like whatever you got going in your life. You you don't really know what you're messing with generally when it's something like that when you're dealing with something like really spiritual i think when you really believe that i think you can really throw yourself out of whack um but um the other and the other aspect to that um not just sort of personally you're you know um might be doing something to yourself but i think the other aspect of what we're calling like cultural appropriation is there's a difference between um being I don't know, like adopting different things. Like there's a difference between Halloween and and like dressing up, and, you know, in the sort of obvious example of dressing up in like a headdress and like running around without like sort of the background of that. Um, I know that that's something that I've talked about at length before with the 1491s and whatever. But but the, the idea of... Um, uh, these are all buzzwords. So I'm sorry for the hesitation and the trying to... I'm trying to like make it not sound super like, I don't know buzzwordy but you know we'll talk about the idea that there is a culture that is sort of a dominating culture like you know the sort of like american western thing that has pushed across in the last couple hundred years across america so there's a difference between you know me being able to speak english and and you know that being a part of what i do like that's not cultural appropriation for me to speak English or to wear hoodies and shit and whatever that stuff was sort of forced by a different culture, but for then for that American culture to grab something at will from the the culture that they've dominated and be like, ha, ah, isn't this fun? And like, and you're like, no, man, this was like really sacred to our people. This was something that that made sense to us in a cultural context and in a spiritual context, and for for it to just be paraded is um, this weird sort of gloating privileged we can do what we want kind of thing and i think that's the difference between you know throwing spices that you now that are now available to you in a place that isn't right. that wasn't before that's the difference between doing that and making your meal taste better and not bland <laughs> like, yeah um and and what appropriation actually is and I, yeah i think the com- the conversation gets complicated in terms of food and music when there's like a lot of profit being made and the people that you learn this stuff from aren't really getting any credit or shout outs so that that gets into a deeper, a different conversation contextually. But I think like appropriation is pretty clear when there's sort of a mockery made by the sort of more privileged, uh, culture. Um, yeah. I think that's yeah. So yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm going to play, I'm going to, I'm going to devil's advocate here. Uh, 
Because I am, I got some of this stuff I'm pretty ambivalent about because on one hand, uh, I am of, in pretty much every context of the dominating culture. So I feel like you, you immediately don't have, uh, the right to say this is, this has been misappropriated because I'm never of the culture that was appropriated. Right. So it's, I always have that in the back of my mind, but another part of me is is like, uh, you know, take the Dia de los Muertos, uh, Festival of the Dead. Uh, <clears throat> this is everybody dies. In every culture, uh, this culture in Mexico has figured out a way to cope with that collectively. Uh, the world is getting smaller, faster than we can probably wrap our heads around. Um, is it bad, is it inherently bad that people in Missoula would say, oh, that's like a really interesting way to look at death, and like, goddamn, in America we suck at dealing with death. Um, these people have been doing this for thousands of years. It seems to really be working for them. We're all part of... Uh, the, the human race. Let's try that. Yeah. Again, because it's the, the privilege thing. There's So it's not it's not bad to say, like, oh, man, I want to learn more about that. But this is, um, again, it's sort of like a, a picking and choosing kind of thing. It's like, oh, that works for me. Then I'm like, well, take all of what happens in that culture then or, or learn more contextually about where this from, like, comes from. So... I think, yeah, it's not a bad thing to go, oh, man, this is a way that's really helped me. You know, uh, people convert to different religions and stuff all the time or they take different aspects. That that happens. But I think, you know, again, doing it without the sort of educational context, without knowing, just going like, man, this feels really good to, like, to dance around with this, like, my face painted and whatever. Um, that's – it falls really short of actually – of actually getting in there. Now, if you really, really believe and you're out, you know, not just doing the parade, but if you're out at the like cemetery with your relatives all night mm -hmm. and actually putting in all of this prayer and thought and not just wrapping up when the parade's done, that's different. Yeah. Like you can, I think I could see where, <clears throat> um, where that could be, uh, sort of, you know, helpful to your sort of inner, inner growth maybe and like if you've had a hard time coping with like your relatives thing and this is something you discovered and then you're really into it of course that's not bad i think that that makes sense but you and need to do all of it you, need, you yeah. can't just yeah. like whatever like looks cool and <laughs> yeah. well, it come, yeah. it's like it seems more fashion yeah it always seems more fashion most appropriation seems like fashion so does this though what about so so far what we've been talking about is it's a, always the binary of the dominator and the dominated. Sure. What about something like Oktoberfest? And the other thing with the dominator and the dominated is it also usually there's a race thing, right? So it's it's white people took over brown people. Yeah. And now the white people are taking what they want, what seems cool, from the other's culture. What about like Oktoberfest? Toberfest happens. I'm, I mean, yeah. but like it's you know that's like a cultural thing. Well, the the point has been missed for Oktoberfest. Like Oktoberfest was getting rid of beer that was going to go bad. Uh huh. And so you have a party. Yeah. 
they were wearing uh, they're wearing uh, uh, German attire. They're they're wearing German attire because they were German and because it was in Germany. So when I go to a small Montana town and a brewery's having Oktoberfest, I think, okay, well, I guess it's other white people. It's white people impersonating other white people. But I feel the same way I feel about Halloween. I still feel like, what are you doing? What what are we doing? Can't we just have a party? Can we just have a party where we drink a bunch of beer? Why why are we why are we dressed up? Oh, why is the sound of music happening? Like I I and I not that that's appropriation or if it is or not. My issue is well the point was missed. Yeah. The point was this was this this is a, this event that isn't one night. It's a week. Uh it's it's not why why are we doing this? Are we celebrating ancestors? I have German ancestry. I'm not excited about Oktoberfest. Like it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Cuz I'm not I'm not purposely trying to do something that's part of a farm or a brewery or something that's it's like having a harvest fest and but you buy your food at Safeway. Yeah. I know. So is that being appropriated from Germany though? I sure. mean, is that so we should stop? I mean, we should stop. We should stop celebrating altogether. <laughs> I think all celebrations should be labeled celebration. And we have one a month and we don't refer to it as anything. We we have end of the year celebration, we have fall celebration, we have back to school celebration. We're good. We only <laughs> celebrate the, the 4th of July cuz it's America. Well, yeah, yeah, the one thing we didn't well, yes, we did. So there's this uh, there's this great um, I, I've been having this like thought recently um, that there's a there's a weird trend with empires that you know sort of the Romans took over a lot of things and then you know uh, they sort of dissolved and then you know one of the people that they conquered were the Britons and the Britons took over everything and then they dissolved but they in the meantime like when they colonized they would go and colonize and they colonized America and America now has taken over everything yeah and so it seems like whoever the colonized was is stepping up so I'm really excited for the native empire to <laughs> rise up at right. some point <laughs> if we follow trends and then we can do our you know we can do our, cel- our summer celebrations on the 4th of July and co-opt that and you can go oh that was sacred to our American people <laughs> but um, <laughs> but no I think so here when you get into talking about race it's more about like who benefited from especially when talking about America stuff like I, don't, I can't speak to European appropriation I don't know really know tons about it and it does sort of um when that when that conversation comes up, um, I'm like, well, you know, it's it's sort of about who privileged from what happened in America, and mm-hmm. generally that's, you know, um, middle upper class white folks, and that power dynamic was really kept intact through the building of America, and it was built on the the backs and deaths of a lot of different brown people um, mm-hmm. or you know different ethnicities. And um, even what was considered, you know, lower class, like white people get their asses kicked. Yeah. Um, and so um, that when you talk about that, when we, you know, I think when people, um, you can't say like, when these conversations come up, you can't say like, oh no, white people, brown people, racist, that because the, the idea of what this means gets lost. Um, <clears throat> but really, it's I when I think about it, I think about the people that sort of privileged from how America was built. And suddenly those people, um, and that just happens to be like these upper middle class white families, sort of like a, in a playful way taking over cultures that that had 
not benefited and had were really really devastated by um, what happened. That to me is what appropriation is. And so I think when I'm talking about like Oktoberfest, I'm like, were those your ancestors? Fine, celebrate it the way you want to celebrate. It. So right. That's all right. But you know, don't you know on you know. Sundays, like, grab a headdress and head to Washington Redskins game and, like, right. parade around. I'm like, that's, seriously, you're just, like, taking the, the, war, the like, the aspects of, of, um, of, I don't know, you're taking, the, like, the aspects of, of our culture that you don't understand and just sort of making a mockery of it for your own, like, entertainment. And that's, there's a difference there, I think, between, you know, so I think if you're going to, take something that is that was oppressed like aspects from an oppressed culture and like paraded around in a way when you're a part of that more privileged culture like that's where the problem comes from so the dominated domin dominated dominator binary does it does it's significant when we're talking about i think yeah yeah Yeah, yeah. i think that and that i think that that's like really useful to think about um uh the redskins thing though the other thing about this is like there is a difference between cultural appropriation and racism. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, that's just racist. Well, it's right? only celebrating I mean, one aspect. If they, when they say it's celebrating... But, I mean, you're using... It's a, only celebrating this one percentage of... Well, it's a fucking slur. I mean, it's, yeah. like, not even... Oh, yeah. The it's name, not even yeah, close. The na- like, yeah, the you're not appropriating anything. Yes. Yeah. The, the names <laughs> are so bad. So, the, the idea... Yeah. You're right. Yes. And so, that, that there... Is yeah, that's just blatantly racist. <laughs> like that's 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 like a way shorter conversation. And those, and those totally. um, well, those images though, for for those to be how people, because now what happened is for a long time, uh, things are changing with the internet, which is really great. The world's a little bit smaller, but that also means that people that didn't have a voice before now have voices. Yeah. So like so like the fourteen ninety ones would not have existed in the fifties. Like our our comedy group would not have happened at the beginning of TV yeah. because we just didn't have access to that kind of thing. Right. But now everybody has a camera. Everybody's got a computer. Um, even in some of the, you know, more more impoverished places, these are things that people have now. There, And so for people to be able to have a voice and go like, this is w- this is the image of us that we would like to control. And people are starting to realize that, that Native... Um, Native tribes, especially, are, are like really diverse. They're as diverse as like you know one European country is from another. Different languages, different like cultures, different uh, religions, people. There is no like overall Native American thing, and so that's sort of the beauty of the world getting smaller. People are able to see like the different little facets. The problem is is that um, nobody wants to. Uh, be confronted with that because they're sort of like in terms of like the Redskins thing because their little Sunday tradition is going to be like they're going to go oh this is kind of messed up and racist and now I have to really deal with the idea that I've been racist right Um, so when I go to talk and we've we've given talks at, at colleges at different places and when I go to tell people I say look everybody's just learning everybody's like you know I understand like I'm not you know some weird I don't have this weird fantasy of all white people going back to Europe. Um, that's ridiculous and, and hilarious to sort of think about. And I'm not one of these people, you know, that are like, you know, all oh, like white people are immigrants. And I'm like, yeah, you're from immigrants. And, but a lot of people are like born here. And this is, but if we're going to grow, <clears throat> then you have to learn. You have to learn about what happened before. And, you know, there's, you know, again, these little buzzwords. You have to check your privilege about where you come from. So when we go to these colleges, which are predominantly, you know, again, upper middle class white people that can afford college and that are there. Um, and when we talk to people about um, these, like, 
these names like Cleveland Indians or Washington Redskins or whatever, you know, in college and high school mascots and stuff like that. When we have these conversations, I say, look, if you didn't know this, like you're not racist, you're, yeah. you're ignorant and that's fine, but you're not, you're not, I'm not seeing that you're racist. I'm not going to say that to you. I'm not going to call you that because I don't know you. I don't know your experience. Might be a, a good person. So we say this to like college students, <laughs> like a big group. And I always get sort of like a weird hushed room after I say the next thing, which is go, but now that you've heard this and you've heard us talk and you know where the avenues are to explore and learn about these cultures and you continue to do this, you're fucking racist. Yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah. you know, if you, if you know now, so like, um, so like, you know, yeah, somebody like Dan Snyder who owns the Washington Redskins, he knows, um, he's seen reports about the psychological damage that, um, his images, the Washington Redskins image can do to like native children He's seen these reports, but he refuses to. Now I'm like, well, yeah, now you're a fucking racist. He seems like a sociopath. <laughs> yeah. He seems like a real nut job. Uh, Dan Snyder. Yeah. yeah. The, the entire NFL owners club are crazy. Yeah. <laughs> they're not real humans. They're, they're robots. They aren't going to rely. So what you're saying is, what you're saying is, no white people should play didgeridoo. <laughs> yeah, got it. If it's that, broken down, actually, yeah. that's a oh, like, like yeah. we can actually can we let's out? simple. Yeah, we figured it out. We'll that see you guys next time. Be totally yeah. true. Um, actually, nobody should play digital. Nobody digital. should. It's like, <laughs> and definitely not in like a fucking bluegrass band. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. slam grass. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well, dance grass. We'll have that guy on next week. <sighs> Techno grass. Um. So. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I think that we also are, we want shit to be absolute. We want things, we want, like, the Day of the Dead Parade. I think people who, it's it's almost easier if the organizer is doing it for all the wrong reasons. And they don't get it. And there's no education. And it is just being misappropriated. There's... I think like the complication and the reason these conversations can can happen for a long time and you sort of just go in circles is maybe though they are doing it right and they're trying their best and everybody that comes to this public event is not on board with that and is ignorant to what is actually happening but you know they can't they can't like have a test at the at the gate you know have you learned about the day of the dead Um, and so it's not, it's not an absolute thing. It's, I think some of these things that we're talking about, some of them just fucking suck. Um, some of them, and I think the reason that the, the day of the dead in particular got so much traction is, uh, it's, it's not any one way, you know, I don't know. Maybe there are a, a bunch of Mexican people in Missoula that it means so much to them that that happens here, you know? Yeah. And how many of those people does it make okay? Well, that's the sort of funny part about these conversations. Like, I'm I'm a native dude, and I'm assuming you two guys are non-native, like white dudes. Hashtag native dude. <laughs> and uh, these, uh, like, not, none of us are, are Mexican. Right. Birth or culture. Yeah. And I'm like, 
who the fuck am I to say that this is wrong? I don't know. Yeah. This is like, is there a, is there a vocal fucking uh, group that's like, hey, you know, that's, that is of this culture that's saying like, don't do this, this is messed up? Or is it like a bunch of non-Mexican people that are yelling at each other back and forth about this because that's hilarious? Oh, I think it's, I think the Facebook thing, the traction that it gains is more white knighting than Oh, it it's is. totally. It's more people who just want to point out... I, there's a side where I think they're right. I think they're right in pointing out that it's wrong, but I think their motive is proving their own uh, proving their own intelligence by and and white knighting, which is I see it every day. I can think of two two people in particular that will white knight you on Facebook in a second. Uh, name names. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Someday I will. No. Uh, no well, yeah, that's nothing. so that's the thing. I mean, but there is there is some value to that of of you know, of again, like I said, there's nothing wrong with checking privilege or being like, "Hey, I'm of your culture. Like, let's check our privilege collectively and be like, you know, I don't know that that's necessarily a bad thing for somebody that's not of the culture to go like, "Hey, maybe we don't know about this. Let's take a step back." But um but I do think that there's you know, <clears throat> that should be, I mean, I just think that that should be listened to. And, and I don't know that, um, necessarily that the white knighting thing is a bad thing. I just think that, and because I tend to see the funny in everything, I'm like, this is a hilarious conversation for yeah. a bunch of white people. Yeah. yeah. And that's, and so that kind of gets at, so I think the problem that I have then is I get into this shitty headspace where I think, oh man, the organizer of the festival of the dead they're totally they're screwing up. Uh, they shouldn't be doing this. They suck. Then everybody who's pointing out on Facebook who's white is just doing it to seem like they're super thoughtful and yeah. sensitive to everyone. And I don't believe them. And they suck. And then I just fucking everybody sucks. And nobody can do anything. Try to do anything cool uh, or like culturally appropriate in in interest. Like because there's there's misappropriation. And then there is taking something without asking, yeah. but getting permission retroactively, right? And that's a real a thing. It's our new tradition. Totally. And that and there's something to be said for that. And a part of me is like, just fucking everybody lighten up a little bit. Let's do our bet. Let's just be cool. Let's not suck. Let's not do anything that's irresponsible. Uh, but let's uh, like have a little bit of sense of humor. And that's something that the 1491s do so fucking well. Yeah. Is So Migsy and I met. Years ago, when I was a staff reporter at the Missoula Independent, and my wife met uh, Migsy, she cut your hair. Yeah. And you, you told her about the the comedy group, the 1491s, and she told me, and I was like, oh, I want to write a story about that. And I had to do all these phone interviews with these guys, and some of them will try to make a white dude like we'll we'll pick up on the fact that the white dude like doesn't know if you should say Indian or Native American or like you can't say Ojibwe or whatever and they will fucking passively just make you feel uncomfortable and it's hilarious and they what like hanging out with those guys has showed me is like fucking lighten up don't assume you know anything that's the only shitty thing you can do is assume that you know something yeah pretty much as soon as somebody becomes like these, you know, internet like armchair experts on something, or you know, gets a little too uh, what we call chiefy or whatever, yeah. we'll like, we'll call them the fuck out on. Yeah, it. we'll be like, all right, you're not you're not the be all end all. Like, sit down. There are things you don't know, 
And there are things we don't know. We're the first people that we make fun of. You know, Fortune 91s, we make fun of ourselves and each other relentlessly and endlessly because because um, it is easy to get caught up in like, oh, no, I know this little bit and I know I know this and I feel really passionately, fervently about this. And then as soon as that happens, we just sort of laugh at each other and go, all right, now this is like settle down. You don't know everything. Let's learn more about it, whatever. So it's a, it's a cool avenue to like humor is a really fun avenue to to explore different topics and to sort of just poke fun at anything that people are taking a little too seriously. And it's, and, and it's the kind of thing that like, like white guilt comes from in my mind, uh, the lack of willing to laugh at something. Right. So it's like, Oh, I, I feel like I should feel bad about this. So I'm going to like kind of mope around the issue. If you can find a way, if you're given permission to laugh at it one time, and then just change the way you think, but not like wallow in this fucking pity. Yeah. That is like totally unproductive and not real and like negates the possibility for having any real conversations or interactions with people from a different culture. Uh, like I think the humor, like the way it's like really brilliant that you guys yeah, have we're found like, an yeah, avenue just, for that. It's not, you know, we're not letting anybody, anybody that's again, privileged, like off the hook. We're no. like, but you got to take some, take some humor about the fact that this is, this is where things are set up. This is where the strata set up. But if we learn more about each other, this will, this will be better. Um, and I also, I disagree about that, where the tears come from. The idea is, um, is not necessarily about, um, like not being able to sort of wait the tear, like the guilt. Yeah. Yeah. The tears <laughs> sort of come from like, I think it's not necessarily, but yes, it is the uh, same. Don't but tell not. me where my white guilt comes from. Oh, I'm going to tell him. Okay. Um, mommy issues. Yeah. Mostly daddy issues. Daddy issues. Yeah. But no, it's so it's, um, it's being confronted with the fact that, uh, you privileged often some really heinous shit. And that's that like not being able to that's and that's a hard thing to go like I can laugh at this, but so when somebody when we talk about like this is what the, where things are at now and it's still a racist society, um, there's a, a myth um, that about America that people really cling on to and it's this idea that all, all men are created equal or whatever and that but the, it there's also this other myth about manifest destiny that you know the country was put here this was a you know westward expansion was built on that idea that the country was put here for people to go and tame it yeah but there were people here and like and those people also were seen seen as something that needed to be tamed right for a long time the u.s after the wars after like the indian wars uh, the end of the 1800s the policy in america was about kill the indian save the man which is like civilize the indian like the savage so even until 1950s, um, when the boarding schools really started closing down, um, that natives were forced into. Until that time, it was still, you know, this like taming of the West thing. There's this idea, this mythologized idea that the country was put here for, uh, for Europeans to come and like, and take over and that the West needed to be tamed. And then part of that were actual human beings. Like my, right. this is not far generation removed. This is no. one generation, generation back from me. These are my, my, great aunts, uncles, grandparents, that kind of, those were the people that were, you know, got the shit beat out of them if they spoke English yeah. uh, or if they didn't speak English. <clears throat> so, so the idea of, of saying like to somebody like, Hey, this mess is messed up. Like you're, this is, you have to really like come to grips with how you've treated like native people over the last 500 years or whatever. 
and going like, oh, I know, I'm so like, but it, you know, it wasn't me. And I'm like, well, you're still privileging off of it. Like, let's laugh about it. Let's learn about it. Let's move on. Let's like, let's get past this. But I don't need, we don't need tears. When we did the uh, the Daily Show thing, that woman started crying. Yeah. at us and we're like what the heck we don't want you to cry we don't want you to feel bad yeah. but we want you to acknowledge where this privilege comes from and let's deal with that yep it's the same reason that um, you know something like um, All Lives Matter is so problematic is when you're like um, if you're sitting here talking about this country is based on everybody being equal and yet at the same time it was also built on the backs of of black people and slaves and stuff and, and suddenly they're like hey we have this thing now. It's like Black Lives Matter. We want you to know this. You know, this is something that's inherent to our beliefs. And you're like, well, no, it's equal. Like, all lives matter. You're like, you're really discounting where your privilege comes from. You're discounting what people have gone through. And uh, so, but you you know, the, the fallback is to feel guilty. And feeling guilty and crying about it is a way to not confront where that privilege comes from. Right. Nobody's asking to give the country back. Nobody's asking for Europeans to go back, you know, like um, across the sea or whatever. Like that's not going to happen. But people do need to be confronted with the idea that no, right now, not everything is equal and that's it. So to negate the statements of like, no, we need to be like mascots are fucked up. Black lives matter to negate those statements and go like, well, everybody's equal. You're like, no, 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 it's not yet. It's yeah. not equal. Um, that's, you know, uh, it's bullshit. So I think that the, the sort of like the tears that in, in terms of my experience, at least come from the idea of, I really can't face what, like where this sort of privilege comes from. Like, I just can't look at it right now. It's too much. Yeah. And I'm like, Get over it. And laugh with us. <laughs> like, settle down. You're fine. Nobody's going to take your privilege from you. Yeah, because the guilt you know? right, can yeah. seem a little bit like, uh, look. Well, it's transference. Look, I too. feel bad. Yeah, it's 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 taking it's taking the oppressed uh, pain and saying, well, I feel bad that I understand. I feel bad about your pain. I'm also in pain. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. Uh, education wise in in America, this is what I learned in first grade. Oh. Um. They're, uh, they, because I was in first grade in Indiana. In, Indiana. They, uh, they, that's great. They are, they are not called Indians. They are Native Americans because when ships came ashore, they thought they were in India. So they called them Indians. That was the extent of any sort of education that would be 1987. Awesome. So my white knighting, whenever I think of white knighting, I think of, I want to go to that person's house, and they better have a bookshelf that's just all sorts of information about uh, cultures. Yeah. I have I have the two books that if you want to know anything about uh, what we did, uh, they're called 1491 and 1493, and it's the one book about before we showed up, we being white people. And the book about what happened after we showed up. Oh. I've, I uh, I haven't I haven't cracked them. It's been two years. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't opened just them. Collecting dust. So then when when, when, uh, when but you feel really good about having them. No yeah, no. Nice. When the, when the, so, so, <laughs> so when the subject comes up, I think, oh yeah, I, I I'm supposed to say Native American. I can do that. And then I spent <laughs> I spent I spent half my life in in Montana, uh, surrounded by. 
an, an amazing amount of culture that, like, growing up in Helena, it was all looked down upon. Yeah. It was all like, well, yeah, they do that. They they are over there. They have uh, we should uh, they're they're behind fences, aren't they? Yeah. They're up in the they have they have their own property, and uh, which will I will I will segue shortly. I don't know how much we want to discuss what's happening in North Dakota, uh, which is all based on uneducated opinions and lack of information. Zero information is happening from St- Standing Rock, other than the flow of Facebook. That's like. Everybody keeps mentioning the treaty, and everybody keeps mentioning that it's drinking water. That's all I know. You want to break down Standing Rock for us? What is? No, no, no. I'm not. So the thing, I haven't been out there. I'm not like the expert on all this stuff, and I can't. You know, like if you had my brother Dallas, who's on the ground out there, Mm -hmm. damn near every day, he could talk to you for hours about it. But for me, I know that um, what I what I know is. That this pipeline was rerouted um, to cross um, into like around the Missouri. Mostly, um, what I know about it is sort of from a moral standpoint. Yeah, like we we're talking about um, is that this is like <coughs> mainly where I'm at is like yeah, pipelines suck. Yeah, Let's get yeah. rid of them, and this could contaminate not just like native people's shit, but. Um, all the way downstream and yeah. this is a big ass river and like there's it just doesn't seem and the response like this could be I've been to um, you know uh, a lot of different my, my dad is one of the people that heads up the um, indigenous environmental network um, my stepdad and he so I've been to organizations and definitely not on this scale but like to, to big um uh, what we call the Protecting Mother Earth conferences, which take would take place in different places where there were um, corporate threats or you know something that something like this that's going to move across like Indian land, and I've been to many many of these things um, over a lot of summers of my life, and um, and have seen people in action like doing stepping up, um, <clears throat> but the the main thing. Um, is that the you know these are always peaceful things they're always like full of prayer and like good vibes but in this particular case the response um has been really strange from from the uh, authorities the powers that be um at first it was like private security companies bringing attack dogs and pepper spray and now it's like there are agencies that have no jurisdiction, no business being there, yeah. supporting in like full on riot gear. These like peaceful ass dudes that are just trying to pray. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, you know, like you think about uh, the back and forth, the the weird juxtaposition between this and the uh, oh, those nuts in Oregon with the Bundys. Holy shit! Uh, think about like the, those nightmare. those motherfuckers had guns. Yeah. Those guys had guns. They had full on, and they were threatening like yeah. Damn, they all people got acquitted. And, shit. and I'm all like, yeah, all got acquitted. And now you have, like, people that are out there with, like, prayer sticks and feathers. And, like, you know, they're out there with, like, sacred items and with seriously armed with um, some bandanas over their faces and, you know, some food for the winter. And you're like, that's who you're going to, that's who you're going to retaliate against? This is who you're going to, like, treat like this? That shit is, for me probably the most upsetting about all this because I've seen I've seen environmental actions before and I've seen them be really successful and I've seen um, how this can go in a really peaceful manner but the response has been has been like incensing like you know it's 
it's scary to watch. Yeah. I'm glad it's getting the coverage now that it is a little bit. You know, Facebook traction really, really helped. But, um, but yeah, the, the, the images that are coming out of there are, they're awful. Yeah. And you, you know, and not to like, not to pull any like weird, but if this was in a city somewhere, if this was in an urban center, if this was somewhere that people generally like cared about or there were more sort of people of privilege there, whether it's like, you know, like an urban community or like this, you know, I don't know. This wouldn't happen in the Hamptons. Yeah. I'm saying. And so that kind of, you got to think like the response is, um, again, is to the idea that it's hard, man. Um, America was built on, on the idea that like natives were conquered and dead and to see a bunch of them out there like praying and being like, no, we're not dead. And we have, we have an opinion on this matter is you got to think, um, the response to that would be like, no, we got to squelch that as fast as we can. Has to be, has to do with something like that. Yeah. You know, it seems like we are so fucking scared of each other and, or, or scared of what someone else will think of how we think of someone else. Well, there's that too. Well, yeah. And afraid of, you know, uh, that I think the idea of, um, the, the idea of America is this like, is it's like this sort of like bubble and it almost feels like this really fragile bubble like all men are created equal and to be confronted with the idea that that's not the case and yeah. that they're rerouting this pipe, pipeline away from from uh, from some people in Bismarck to like this native community and being like no we have a problem with that and for that not to be okay um, is it flies in the face again of, of what America was sort of built on America was built on this idea that Indians are dead man and to go like oh they're not, and they're like, they're upset. Like, that's, you know, I think it freaks people out, and they're like, I don't know, they like grab things and go, oh, my privilege. <laughs> I just sort of imagine like a, a shaken, you know, uh, police officer out there at night, like holding onto his, his gun and his expensive riot gear, just like really afraid of the idea that he might lose them at some point. This like power dynamic is like, so weird. This power dynamic is, is, is if that shifts. It's like, oh, then who are we? Right. I'm like, no, maybe we can be the land where people, everybody's equal, and we everybody can get like a voice at the table. And well, maybe we'll like, uh, be able to make America great again. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping. Wow. You know? yeah. uh, can I pivot? Awesome. Can I pivot on this conversation? Please do. And also, I, I'll, I don't, I don't want to make you the expert. I'm not no. forcing you into. I don't want to corner, <laughs> wedge you into being an expert. What but, are you doing to me, white man? But I want, but I want like <laughs> that much education. Yeah. Like, because again majority of America thinks we call them Indians because we thought it was India. Wait, they still exist. Yeah. And that's, and that's, it's horrible. It's horrible because you can drive through any gift shop outside of a national park and buy all the most mundane, complete, like it's just uh, Indian gear. Yeah. There's um, no, there's no actual division between other Indian gears. So, uh, I got one more thing to say about that. So the <laughs> the idea of like, that's the the other problem is seeing Indians forever as like an other. The idea of like seeing anybody as <coughs> as not just even like native allies that have spoken about this this pipeline thing speak about uh, natives that are there in this because it's not just natives. I mean, it's, there are other people there too. I mean, there were a bunch of clergy that were just arrested the other day. Yeah. Um, so like. Um, the idea that, but even like, so I just saw this interview with Mark Ruffalo talking about like his time out there and, and he goes, I think he said something like, you know, you gotta, they're just like us. (laughs) I'm like, Ah, I'm like, holy shit. 
Almost, Mark. So Almost. Close. Yeah. I, know, I was just going to bring him up as the uh, new hero to the Native Americans is yeah. Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. <laughs> the new spokesman yeah. for Native Americans are Mark Ruffalo. The whole. Oh. Yeah. We use every part of the Ruffalo. Uh, <laughs> okay, that's a good segue here. Yeah. All right. Pivot. Because we got it. We're going to have to wrap it up here. Oh. Uh, uh, there is long. Uh, Migsy uh, is also a filmmaker, a writer, and a serious movie buff. There is a long history in Hollywood of cultural appropriation. Oh, yeah, big time. But sometimes it's kind of awesome. <laughs> if not complicated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me your favorite movies that are culturally insensitive. Oh, Big Trouble in Little China, probably. Oh, oh yeah. I just, I just watched it two yeah. nights ago. Yeah. So good. It's, it's probably, so yeah, it's probably my favorite. I'm like, this is they're magic. horrible. It's horrible. <laughs> but it's I'm so like, bad. I love this movie so bad. So, so <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I had actually, there were like, there's a string of movies that, like, I, I love, I love movies. Love everything about movies. There's a string that I have never watched. I finally watched Roadhouse and Big Trouble in Little China in the same week. And uh, both of them deal with uh, some philosophical ideas that have been completely misconstrued. And Big Trouble in Little China... What I know is, is Chinese people are magic. Yeah, yeah, I learned Wizards. that. So I learned I moved, that in the eighties. That happened. So the the other one that deals with um, this, uh, and it's in in the same vein, but it deals with these issues in the weirdest way, is um, uh, the Last Dragon. So the Last Dragon is like full of all of these awful stereotypes, but it's about this black guy who does sort of like this magic kung fu. Um, in New York City in the 80s and it's like all of this it's basically like a shogun is like this gang leader he calls himself the shogun of Harlem show enough and you know they're all sort of appropriating this sort of like kung fu ass like very Wu-Tang Clan kind of style stuff yeah and then but there's a great scene where this <laughs> um, this black guy dressed in like you know the big the Chinese like uh, patty hat and all that yeah. stuff and like he's walking down the street and he comes across these um, three Chinese dudes that are jamming out to rap music and speaking like this crazy ass, like super stereotypical jive. And I'm like, holy fuck, this movie's brilliant. So it gets it's, it. Uh, yeah, so it's, it switched. It's back and forth. Yeah, yeah. So it's like this, you know, and it's all these all these people like, and so, you know, in the end, I don't know necessarily what appropriative back and forth, what people think of it from those communities, but I love watching that shit. I, that's one of my favorite movies. Uh, my favorite... I think it's Billy Jack. Oh, Billy oh, Jack's the bomb. Yes. Holy shit. So great. It is unreal. <laughs> but yeah. a, that is the man's movie. That Top five man movies. Man. <laughs> I think in the beginning of Billy Jack, I think that like 40 horses die. Sure. <laughs> yeah. There's sure. that opening yeah. scene and they're getting, they're corralling the horses and yeah. they're, they're fucking, I mean, it's in the seventies, right? Yeah. They're not, they're not fake horses. And I'm pretty my, my in my memory they all fall off of a fucking cliff. <laughs> uh, how many horses died? Google. <laughs> um, yeah, Billy Jack is it's mind blowing, but it's it's so absurd mm-hmm. that it's almost not. Yeah, there weren't there weren't many sort of like red exploitation or whatever in the same way that there was black exploitation yeah, yeah. kind of films, but that's. That's definitely the pinnacle yeah. for sure. <laughs> I love that damn movie. Oh, I think everybody, so you know, great. we have a 1481's video called Willie Jack, but what would Billy Jack's son look like? Who's <laughs> Bobby? <laughs> and uh, and it's you know, 
it, he he fights things with love instead of his feet. Awesome. But he still walks around in his bare feet. Well, Billy Jack would have rather fought things with love than his feet. Sure. He was forced into yeah. violence. Yeah. Uh, God, the parents. That's so great. <laughs> um, uh, so we're about out of time. Yeah. Uh, Migsy Pensano, 1491s, thank you so much for what's coming. Your, what's your plug right this second? We mentioned it at the beginning, mentioned it again. Yeah, your performance, 1491s are coming to Missoula. Yep, November 12th at the UC Auditorium. Awesome. Um, Where are they going to get tickets? Um, at the door? Yeah, I don't know. I have a poster I can give to you guys no, to share. No, uh, no you know like what? Thing. People have like Google. They're, yeah. they're listening to a podcast Well, and here's a little, in- on a device. little insider thing. So we will record an intro after... Yeah, yes. uh, and we will find out where you can get tickets. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and yeah. Oh, I was I was hoping to leave this conversation uh, guilt ridden. Zero, none. I have I've no. You guilt. have no guilt. Nope. You're free, man. No, I feel good. I feel really good. I avoid Halloween. I looked at some people in sugar skulls. I feel good about myself. Wow. Yeah. All right. Really? I mean, I don't know. Where are your uh, Where are your people from? <laughs> well, my favorite thing about growing up was uh, that I'm a 16th Cherokee. And I've heard that phrase from everybody. Uh, everybody says that. Uh, everybody from the Midwest says that. Oh, no, no. It's cool because uh, I got a great uncle that's Cherokee, I yeah. think. Yeah. No, that's not. I know. And uh, every time I hear that, I always just say, I'm German and Irish. But I actually was born here like fifth generation yeah. so uh, I have nothing I'm from Montana that's 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 what I tell people or I say I'm from the Pacific Northwest I'm from the Northwest I don't I don't I don't participate in the oh you must love St. Patrick's Day you must love Oktoberfest nope nope because I'm not Catholic you don't even like beer that much don't even like beer that much what are your uh, so like from from your homeland like what are your sort of like traditional stories and stuff that you know <laughs> fuck you <laughs> what are you uh, no, my traditional no. stories are... Uh, You're a lost um, people, man. I feel uh, my, guilty about that. My feel family, bad. My family used to go to the <laughs> Indianapolis 500 every year. Um, I have awful. some of my family loves NASCAR, so we have that We have that thing. Um, Guns? Uh, they're, oh, the, same, the same NASCAR people love to own a couple guns. Bet. Yeah, that's my, that's my tradition. Yeah. So uh, they're more they like go. anecdotes... Stories, <laughs> yeah. but that's traditional yeah. white. There you no, go. My, our, so now you can now you can feel bad. Our you proud walk away family again. tradition is uh, my granddad was uh, was a navigator on a plane in the war. That's it. That's what we have. Um, and every time I think of that, I think, well, yeah, that's pretty great. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Uh, I am nothing like him. Apparently, I, I have done <laughs> nothing heroic in my in my existence. So no guilt. I got no guilt. Yeah. Just ignore it. I just ignore the outside world. Zero guilt. Then you live underground. Too. All lives yeah. matter. Ugh. Actually underground. I hate that shit. Uh, <laughs> so weird. Migsy, thank anyway, you so yeah. much, man. <laughs> Thanks, man. Bye, everybody. Yeah. See ya.